Welcome to the Atomic Podcast. Efren's next guest is the stunning Laura Kelly. This is Laura Kelly, host of the Force Toast Podcast, and you're listening to the Atomic Podcast, where you can close up the news on a verbal scale. stimulation by way of mobile devices welcome to another exciting episode of the atomic podcast and here is your host of the show Efren guzman intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices welcome to another exciting episode of the atomic podcast coming to you live from twin lakes wisconsin where i blow up the news on a verbal scale i am your host Efren guzman my guest today she is the host of the force toast podcast and she's also a co-host on the jedi way and she knows a lot of stuff ladies and gentlemen the one the only laura kelly laura how are you I am amazing. I'm very happy to be sitting in Chicago in not 105 degree heat. It's only 80 degrees today, so that's something. I'm not roasting. I'm just, I'm mostly kind of comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I know we were talking about that. I just came from like eating fish fry, and like it's like you have to like let your car like cool off a little bit. Like for people who drive, you gotta let your air AC run a little bit before you get in that car because it's like getting inside of a toaster oven because the weather has just been fluctuating hot and cold and, and rain and it's just all over the place. Um, is summer your favorite season? Absolutely not. No, I, do not tolerate, <laughs> I don't tolerate heat very well at all, so I am very partial to the the spring and the fall here in Chicago, and I honestly, I don't mind the cold. I, I kind of like it. So I, um, yeah, it's definitely not summer, not by any means. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Laura, tell me a little bit about yourself. So you're from Chicago originally, born and raised in Chicago? So I was born here. I wasn't actually raised here very oh. much. Like I moved away when I was like four or so, but my, my parents are both from here and all my family's from here. Uh, but I was mostly raised in Kansas City, so I lived in a suburb on like the northeast side of Kansas, uh, little corner of Kansas, and I moved to Chicago for a little bit, like when I was in uh, elementary school, and then I moved back here uh, eight years ago, and I've been here ever since, and I really like it. So I'm I'm much happier here than I was living in the Kansas suburb I lived moved back to like after college. Like that was not a good move on my part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should have just immediately left, but. Uh, I'm much happier here now, and this is much more my speed, my style, and uh, yeah, I like it. Um, was it like a culture shock? Was it differences? Like, what made you decide eight years ago, like, all right, I want to move back? Like, what was the epiphany that you had? I mean, I always wanted to live in a big city, and honestly, I was kind of torn between, like, wanting to move to New York and wanting to move to Chicago, but I had, like, family here. My sister lived here, and she had just graduated from school, so she was looking to get an apartment, and so she and I moved in together, and... We, just, we have this great apartment in Logan Square in Chicago, and we just love it, and it's an amazing deal, and we have a great landlord, so we just kind of have never left, <laughs> wow. um, which is great, and it's, um, yeah, it's worked out really well, but having family and having connections here and having some familiarity with the city, because I, I came, you know, we came back and forth a lot when I was growing up, we would come up to visit family, so at least I, I kind of had like a feel for it. Um, before I moved here, and it was kind of always the plan after after college to try and get to a big city, and it just took me a little longer than I would have liked. Oh, I know from living in New York, apartment livings can be tough because rents go up and down. Is your like rent stabilized, or does your rent go up every year? 
So Chicago doesn't have like a rent stabilized really? situation. Um, yeah, that's like not a thing here. And I think it's because of like the realtor lobby like made sure that was not a thing here. But um, so, you know, and I know this is happening all over the country, but like people's rents, is, they're just skyrocketing right yes. now. And I feel so bad for people. Rose and I are in a real, we're in a really great situation in that our landlord is just an independent guy and his brother that owned this building. Their dad owned it before him. And he actually used to live in this unit. And then he like had to get into like, you know, an assisted living situation, I think. But the two brothers still own this building. And I think like maybe this and like a couple of others, but they're just really good guys. And I think, you know, when I moved here in 2014, my rent's probably only gone up a total of like a hundred dollars in that time. Like it's gone up like very little, small increments every year um, and really hasn't changed much. So yeah, no, we're super lucky. I mean, it's like a three minute walk to get to the train. It's just the most, and I, Logan Square is such a really, it's such a fun neighborhood here in Chicago. Like it's one of those where there's just like new restaurants and bars hop, like opening up all the time. And it's just a blast. So I love it. Oh, you know, like I always compared like New York to Chicago. I always said New York is Budweiser and Chicago is Bud Light. Tell me like the main strips in Chicago. That's like the go-to strips if no one has ever been to Chicago. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people sort of gravitate to like hanging around downtown, which is always really bizarre to me because like I work downtown and at least in like the sort of financial area of the, of the city in the loop. A lot of it, like, shuts down around, like, 6 p.m. I mean, even, like, pre-COVID, like, things, it was kind of done around, like, 6, and it was it was definitely more quiet. So, like, the West Loop area in Chicago is, like, a very, like, kind of high-end part of the city where the rents are very expensive, and there's these new high-rises and new hotels that are going up, but, like, the best restaurants in the city are in the West Loop. So that's like where you want to go if you're coming to Chicago specifically for the purpose of eating. Like leave the deep dish behind and hit the West Loop <laughs> and like make a bunch of reservations in advance. It like takes a lot of planning because these places are really popular. So like that's a really fun stretch. And then I tend to hang out a lot in like Wicker Park because I'm on the northwest side of the city. Oh, um, okay. And Wicker Park is just kind of, it's just south of me a little ways. But um, I'm, I'm kind of a hood rat. I, I stay in Logan Square a lot. I mean, we just have, there's a lot to do here. So yeah. a lot of times I kind of make my friends come down here and <laughs> yeah. we'll go out to the bars that I want to go to. So that's um, that's kind of fun. I mean, I've, I've got friends that live on like the farther east and that's a, the north, like kind of east side of the city is like a very popular place to be you've got like the sort of boys town area over there like pride is this weekend so that's going to be a very hot area this coming weekend but um yeah for the most part i'm like i'll probably kind of stay over here where it's a little quieter on the on the northwest side well i heard of logan square is there is they do like a lot of wrestling stuff out there is there like an auditorium there logan square i I don't know the, the exact name but i've heard about that spot like there's like events and stuff that happen over there is there like a venue We've got quite a few, um, like, theaters, I think, around, but most of them are, like, sort of small music venues. Oh, so if okay. There's, I don't follow wrestling, and also, if there's wrestling stuff that happens here, I, I have no idea. But, um, yeah, for the most part, I think it's a lot of, like, kind of smaller uh, live band type of music venues. Yeah, when I've been to Chicago, I've just been to, like, the main tourist spots, like, Navy Pier and the Bean. Of course, you got to take a picture by the Bean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and those are great places to hit, you know? Like, they're they're popular destinations and there's lots of fun stuff to do like people hate on navy pier and i don't really know why like there's 
there's Navy Fair is beautiful. There's fun stuff to do. You can ride the Sea Dog, which is like really scary, like speedboat ride on the lake, but it's really fun. <laughs> there's like you know what's not to love. There's a, a good chunk of like chain restaurants over there, but even like some of those didn't survive the pandemic, so I don't even know what's over there now. Damn, I don't. I don't even think I've been over there. What is it called again? The what? What, like Navy Pier? Yeah, no, like you said something else besides Navy Pier. You said the Sea Dog? Uh, the, so the Sea Dog is, yeah. um, it's like this boat ride that you can go on that goes really fast and like spins around and like feels very dangerous, but it's a very like popular like thing that people do when you come as like a tourist to Chicago. You gotta hit the Sea Dog, it's fun. Oh, okay. I gotta remember that. I gotta remember. I think, I don't know if I did that before. I'm trying to remember. I'm not sure. But yeah, I mean, like Chicago, I don't really venture out. Like, it's only like for the holidays, like to see the tree or whatnot. But like, you know, like if you're, if you stay in Wisconsin, you pretty much don't go out there because like the traffic out there is nuts, you know, unless you want to oh, take yeah, the train. No, I don't blame you, know? you. You know? So Laura, so tell me about how did you get involved in the world of media, pop culture, entertainment? Like what led you to that? Like what, like... How, like, you know, there's a lot of people who like that and they don't follow their passion about it. Like, how did you, your, your, your career led you to this? You know, it's weird because, like, I have a journalism degree and I um, don't really use it. I mean, even in, like, my wow. day job, I don't really use it that much. But the it's really Star Wars that kind of was my, my gateway into everything. So, you know, I, I kind of have always had, like, a fandom to call home. There's always something I kind of am, like, obsessed with at any given time you know like for a long time it was harry potter and for a while i got really into like the divergent books and like the hunger games like there's always kind of something for me mm -hmm. and for me in like 2014 2015 that thing became star wars um and really it was seeing like the force awakens trailer that kind of kicked it all off for me um which led to me getting really into star wars rebels and watching the clone wars and that was kind of my gateway into everything Star Wars and just becoming fully obsessed with it. I kind of got like more active on Twitter at that time. And cause I just kind of needed, I needed, I was in a brand new city. I didn't know a lot of people and I needed people to talk about, you know, this thing that I was obsessed with. I needed like people to talk about it with it. And the, <laughs> so that really, that thing really became Star Wars rebels. And that's kind of what, what drew me all in, but it was my friend Alice when um, I went out to Star Wars trivia one night she and I had kind of, we had been around at Star Wars trivia events at the same time, but had never met. And finally, like one of the quiz masters introduced us. And so she and I got together and had drinks. And like, that was one of my like first friends in Chicago, you know, like one of those ones that kind of stuck with me. And it was her idea at some point to finally be like, why don't we do a podcast? We should do a Star Wars podcast. And I was like, no, there are so many Star Wars podcasts. We don't need to add to the noise of Star Wars podcast, but she talked me into it, and I'm really glad that she did because we have had so much fun doing that show. Um, we started Force Toast in like 2018, I think, 2019, something. I'm not sure now, but actually, we probably started like working on it in 2018, and we didn't actually probably re release it until 2019 um, because I'm an insane perfectionist and i was just like ah, it has to be perfect and eventually we were just like no it's never going to be perfect this shit's a mess let's just release it and it's been a lot of fun you know we've built a great community of people around us that have um, been really supportive and people who found our show really on really early on and gravitated towards it and it's just a community i will never not be grateful for because they're just so much fun and so funny and it just great to interact with yeah. isn't it amazing that 
you meet a lot of people or like, you know, um, like your friend, you have people who had like that same interest, like that you like, because even out here, I feel sometimes I'm in an island to myself. Like there's like a few, like I can count them with my fingers of like same, like, you know, people who have like the same mindset, almost like the same, like kind of genre that you like, like, was it hard for you at first to like meet people that way? Like not, I don't want to say like-minded people. Well, I guess like-minded people who like the same things you like. Yeah, I mean, it really was, because my sister and I have very little in common when it comes to, like, pop culture type of things. Like, she does not ever get into any kind of nerdy, like, media like I do, and she doesn't get into, like, she doesn't get into anything to, like, the level that I do. Like, I have, like, I will get obsessed with things, and that's just not something that's, like, ingrained in her at all. So, like, even just with her, like, she and I don't have, like, a ton in common when it comes to, like, what we want to watch, um, and, or even like read or anything like that. And most of my friends that I've made, like in real life here in Chicago, I don't really have it that much in common with them either when it comes to media, because they're all about like, you know, the real housewives and all these reality shows that I just can't tolerate by any stretch of the imagination. And so I'm just like, we just can't, we can't talk about these things. And fortunately, like, I've got a couple friends who are, like, into some of the Marvel stuff, and so at least I have people to go to, like, opening night Marvel movies with. And when I don't, I go alone, and I don't mind that. I just like being there with the opening night crowd. So if people can't make it, I'm just like, well, screw you up and go by myself, and that's fine. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it's really, like, the thing with Star Wars is it's such a saving grace that we have um, Star Wars Celebration. So it's, like, all these friends that I've made through Twitter and through podcasting and on YouTube and through the Schmodown and stuff – I actually get to, like, see these people in real life every so often, get to, like, hang out and party for, like, four-plus straight days, and it's just the best thing in the world, and it's kind of amazing to say it, but it's like, that will sustain me for a while until we get to the next one, and I can, like, keep maintain my friendships here and not worry about the fact that they don't ever want to talk about Star Wars and they don't keep up with all the same media that I do. Like, as long as I have Star Wars Celebration to always go back to, I'll be fine. You think that's like one of my bucket lists. I would love to go to a Star Wars celebration. How was that like for you being there and just being immersed with all the memorabilia, genre, and people? Like, how was it? It was amazing. It was it was everything I needed it to be and more. And my first celebration was 2017, and then 2019 was here in Chicago, which was very convenient. Wow. Um, and then yeah. the most recent one was, actually, was back out in Anaheim, and it, it was just, you know, the first one in three years. We hadn't no one had seen each other in so long and it was just like the most amazing joyous reunion with every person I got to interact with and that it's just the most amazing feeling so I I really I miss it a lot you know fortunately there are there are actually some like podcasters that do live here in the city I do actually get to see every now and then um but to get to see like everybody all at once was it's just it's a huge privilege and it's so, it's kind of unfortunate that it's going to be in London. Uh, the next celebration is in London in April because yeah. there's so many people that just can't make that trip. You know, like Europe's expensive, like just by itself, like yeah. Europe's expensive and, so, and celebration by itself is extremely expensive. And so the combination is just like, I totally get how it's like out of reach for people, but I'm just like, I, I would never in my life, I would never miss it. I can't even fathom the idea of not going because this one coming off of the one that we just were at was so fun and such a blast. I, I just, I can't imagine not going, so I'm definitely going. 
that's, that's that's amazing that you have so much passion for it. Like I have passion for it too, but it's like you're doing something with it. You know, like you're like starting a podcast. Like you know, besides doing a podcast, Star Wars related, do you hear any other podcasts or Star Wars related? Like, what's in Laura Kelly's playlist podcast? Like, what do you have on your YouTube or what do you have on your Stitcher? Like, downloaded. Oh, that's really funny. See, I don't do a ton on uh, of watching like Star Wars on YouTube because it just is the most toxic environment. <laughs> um, so I just, I even like the shows that I'm on. Like I cringe when I am like, I don't want to look at the comments, but I know I should because I should go oh, interact with people. Yeah. But I like, I just dread it. And most of the time, especially like on John Roca's channel, like people are really nice and they're really supportive and it's very like rare that you know you get any like kind of shitheads jumping in there just being like you know yeah. saying these awful things but for the most part when it comes to like star wars podcasts like i'm pretty picky and i tend to listen to a lot of the star wars books on audiobook okay so when it comes to like sit down sitting down to like listen to something that's usually what i'm listening to is the audiobooks more so than like other podcasts but i mean when it comes to podcasts i'm like Star Wars 7x7 is one that I really like. That's, like, the very quick episode. So if there's ever, like, something in the news that I'm just like, oh, like, what did I miss? Like, I can just go listen to Alan Voivod's um, show and just kind of, kind of get, like, a quick download, which I really appreciate how, like, how quick it is. Um, but I'm all about, like, My Favorite Murder and This American Life and We Hate Movies are some of my other favorite podcasts that aren't Star Wars related. Um, and every now and then I'll kind of jump into something that's, like, personal finance or like a disney specific something or other um i don't know if you ever listened to my dad wrote a porno i had like a huge oh no um i was super into that for a really long time and listened to it all the way through it's an amazing podcast what is it about listen to it so it's it's exactly what it sounds like oh. this guy's <laughs> dad yeah. wrote like an erotic novel and he found it and because his dad like published it himself like self-published it on amazon or something and so it's him and two of his friends reading a chapter in every episode and just like it's just the most hysterical thing it's so freaking funny so it's <laughs> i think it's like three or four seasons or whatever because then he wrote like sequels to the book um but it's amazing can't recommend it enough but very much like 18 and over like, gotcha it's exactly what it sounds like. It's an adult podcast. Oh, sweet. Like, is that something you can find on YouTube? Is that probably they, somebody uploaded it on YouTube or something? Or, prob or um, Stitcher? You know, I don't actually, I don't know, because I haven't, I haven't looked. I know that there's actually, like, an HBO special of it, because it oh. got, like, picked up and it got, like, a huge following. So, it is on YouTube. It's on um, HBO now, but... Um, Two Dope Queens was another one I used to listen to, and unfortunately that show's not being made anymore, but that was one of my favorite shows, and I think that, there's like HBO stuff with the two of them now, too, so, yeah. they, they blew up. Oh, man, there's a, um, are you a fan of animation as well? I know you love, like, the Star Wars Rebels and whatnot, but are you a fan of, like, animation stuff? Any other type of animation? You know, not really. I, I tend to not really, like, seek it out outside of Star Wars. Like, mm, even, like, okay. some stuff in Star Wars I'm not even, like, a huge, I'm not that big of a fan of. But, like, the Clone Wars and Rebels I, I absolutely loved. And even Star Wars Visions I liked a lot. And yeah. I had a couple of friends who were like, you know, if you really like Visions, you should, like, look into this other anime stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I like the Star Wars component of it. I don't know if I necessarily need to be... I should branch out just to, like, expand my horizons, but mm -hmm. for the most part, I've been, like, 
pretty much just ingrained in the Star Wars stuff when it comes to animation in general. Yeah. Well, um, question for you, Laura. So let's say if you meet a guy, does he need to be, like, into your genre? Like, like does it, do you have to have the same interests as him if... If he's not a fan, like that's a, is that a deal breaker right now? Like you don't like Star Wars, it's done. It's a done deal. Or is it like, you know, like you, like you, do you guys got to compliment each other if he, he if a person likes it or whatnot? You know, it's hard to say because I like not dated in so long because I just cannot fucking tolerate it. <laughs> I mean, these goddamn apps, I can't. I just can't do it. I oh, try shit. and I just can't. So I mostly just don't. I mean, the last time I did try to go on like a couple of dates like using like tinder and whatnot yeah there were like two there were two different guys one of them like was a huge star wars fan and like had watched all the clone wars and like that was kind of fun i guess like getting to like be able to like talk to somebody like that but i was kind of like just getting into like the trivia stuff i think at that time Mm, and i was just like i don't need you to like compete with me so i can't Dude, <laughs> but like another one of the guys that I like had never seen a single Star Wars movie ever, and so I was like, oh well, we should sit and watch one, and just like, you know, you just need like I feel like you just need as like a person who lives in the United States and is a you know person who consumes culture, you need to watch the Star Wars movies. Like you're in your late twenties, you need to have seen yes, it. Yes, yes. And so I like made him sit and watch it, and it was the funniest thing because I'm just like, I do not. It's, you don't realize, like, how kind of boring, like, the very beginning of A New Hope is until you sit and watch it with somebody that has never seen it before. Because <laughs> there's, like, 30 minutes of just, like, two robots walking through the desert. And yeah. that's, like, all it is for, like, 30 minutes of New Hope. I'm not even kidding. And it's just hysterical because I was just like, okay, like, this movie came out in 1977. You have to kind of think about, like, what it was at that time. Like, I know it's not, like you know the marvel movies you're going to see now like this is a very different experience that's like this set the tone for like all of these you know the whole genre and it's just like it's just exhausting like i don't need to have this i don't have to sit and like fans playing star wars to this person he didn't ask for that so that didn't last either um but yeah no i in general like it's hard to even think about what the answer to that would be because i just don't bother anymore i just can't be bothered with it yeah, I feel you on that. Believe me when I say I feel you on that. And it's like hard because sometimes I feel like I'm an island to myself. Like I like all this stuff, and no one likes what I like. And it's like it's weird. Like I'll have like certain amount of people that like it, and a lot of people just think, "Oh my god, that's so nerdy. That's so weird." And it's just like, um, give it a chance, you know? Like, like I, I yeah. can name like I like Star Wars. I like Game of Thrones. I like um. Breaking Bad, you know, there's a lot of people I know who've never seen it, and, like, I just want to expose you to it, like, there's, people just, like, have the misconception, like, oh, it's for kids, that's why they sell toys of it, but, like, there's good storylines, like, you're missing out on, because you have this preconceived notion that it's just for kids, and it's not, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, and you know what's interesting about that is, like, I I actually, you know, I talk about all these people, my friends and stuff I don't have a ton in common with, I actually do have a lot in common with my boss when it comes to, like, media that we consume so that's really nice actually to be able to have that in common Mm. with him and he didn't get into any of the star wars animated stuff for whatever reason i think until like the bad batch came out and then Mm. he's like this looks really cool i'm gonna go back and watch all of rebels and all of the clone wars and 
you know, I think even like when Ahsoka showed up in the Mandalorian, like yeah. that was a big motivating factor for him yeah. too. He's like, okay, I need to go back and actually like, I need to get caught up with this. And so it's really fun how like, you know, some of these, these live action projects in Star Wars have kind of become a jumping off point for a lot of people to get into the animated series. It's, it, it's amazing. But you know, when it comes to like having people in common to like, you know, talk about these things with, like, have you ever been to Comic-Con? Do you ever go to any of the conventions or anything? Is, is there anything in Wisconsin you go to? Um, when I lived in New York, I've been to New York Comic-Con, and wow, that was an experience. Wisconsin, yeah. they have, oh, there's not really much. They have, like, little ones in, like, um, where they do Summerfest. I forgot exactly where, but it's not as big as New York. I mean, New York is huge, you know, but I usually go with, like, three or four people, but it's, like, it's not like you could meet friends and be like, hey, you want to be my friend? Because everyone is looking at at, you know, figures and toys and, and, and doing, like, on, you know, going to the online panels. So it was, like, kind of hard to, like, meet up with people and whatnot. But, yeah. you know what I mean? But, like, you know, like, like for example, like, when I went last, ooh, this was a couple of years ago, like, you know, me, you know Ken Napsock, like, you know, we, we was, like, you know, talking online, I had him on my podcast, and then he was like, oh, yeah. I'm, going to, I'm going to New York Comic Con. I was like, oh, yeah, me too. I was like, yo, we should meet up and get a beer. Yeah, let's meet up. And that was, like... One of him and uh, Alicia Malone. That was uh, the only time like I've ever met up with somebody and just hung out. It was like this is cool. And then like you know, Star Wars was a topic we talked later, but we were just drinking and realized like diff the the different lives of California and New York and how they like intertwine, how they're like similar yet they're not in a way. So like it's cool meeting people in that aspect of it. But it's like like when you go to events like I don't know I don't really get to meet anybody I don't know if you have that experience like I go there it's like I see what I need to see oh cool costume can I you know cool cosplay can I take a picture with you yeah sure like stuff like that but nothing that you I don't know I I, I haven't had that experience where I found like a friendship out of it I don't know I guess that's I me. guess that's a good point I'm like it's kind of like if that does happen with me it's like usually a mutual friend or something yeah that, like you know there's already somebody there I'm like hanging out with because yeah I totally get it it's like when you go to a con like that like most people are very like goal oriented. Mm -hmm. Like your goal is to get that Hasbro figure or <laughs> yep. get to this panel or that panel or make sure you get to that giveaway. Um, or, you know, if maybe it's like cosplay, which is a whole project in itself. It's like, if that's your whole thing, like that is what you're focused on that day. Because yeah. it's just like, you know, it, it, it's crazy. So I, I totally get where you're coming from. Um, I guess I kind of didn't think about it like that. But, like, my first celebration, I'm like, yeah, I hung out with people online because we had to, like, camp out all night yeah. to get into any of the panels. And so you kind of make friends that way. But it's, like, it's a very short-lived friendship. You know, like, once you go your separate ways, you go yeah. your separate ways. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, yeah, that's kind of, you know, how it ends a lot of the time. But at least um, I think, you know, that's the great thing about Star Wars content creators is that, like, it's is a big of a group as it is and it's there are a lot of us like yeah a lot a lot of us there are a lot of star wars channels you know on youtube and and, and podcasts but you know a lot of us are friends a lot of us know each other we get to go on each other's shows and that's how we meet and like you know it, it it's makes celebration even better than it already is getting to like reunite with all those people that you tend to just have mostly interactions like on twitter on instagram and, and so on and so forth yeah. For you doing your podcast and also doing the Jedi Way with John Roca, um, do you like besides watching the new content of Star Wars, like you know how you said before you had to like study for Schmodown, like do you feel like you have to study for podcasting? Like, all right, I, let me get my facts straight, let me make sure point A is point B, like or do you just wing it, like when you actually are doing content? 
No, there's no winging it at all. I mean, okay. sometimes with John, there there is with the Jedi way. Like, we'll sometimes kind of go into it and just be like, all right, we're going to talk about, like, this news thing, and then we'll talk about this thing that I'm already, like, very well-versed in, so I don't have to do any pre- Ooh, preparation dang. for it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times, no, we, we do um, a decent amount of preparation, or at least I do. I don't know about him. <laughs> I just do for him. Um, but with Alice, no, we do a lot of preparation because we'll try to find, like, you know, all of what the what's happened in the news in the last two weeks. And we're both, um, at the moment, she's not, but generally we're both, like, avid readers. And so we're, we try really hard to keep up with the canon of all of the new Star Wars novels that come out. And it's a lot to keep yeah. up with. So we're kind of always busy reading something yeah. or listening to some audiobook or what have you. So it... it there's definitely a lot of preparation that goes into it. You know, we've got our sort of like segments and each segment we have to spend at least a little bit of time preparing and find all the links and find mm-hmm. the original source. Like that's important to me to like try and find, you know, okay. like who broke the story first. Let's make sure we credit them. Um, that's the kind of stuff that takes a little bit of time and sometimes takes more time than I would like. Um, but that's why we only do the show every two weeks because I'm like, I can't do this every weekend. I can't give up every weekend yeah. doing this. And then we have to edit all of it. And it's, you know, it's a whole thing. I mean, that's like what part of the reason why we like, we're not a guest oriented show. Like mm-hmm. we're not bringing on like authors and, and co-hosts and things like that. Cause I'm just like, we have all, like, it takes us long enough just to edit our two tracks together. Yeah. So, it's like, we've been doing this for years, but it, it takes, you know, it's, it's a lot to try and get good at it and the people who are just like yeah no we don't do any editing we just slap it up and get it up there and you know put it out i'm just like i i, I envy you but i'm like that's not yeah I, i'm way too much of a perfectionist yeah. to ever do that i wish i could yeah. i honestly wish i could it's your it's your ocd right like no it has to be yeah. perfect right yes okay i got you yeah so let me ask you a question so then do you follow like you saying you look through like different sources so you follow the comics as well because like some of the comics are canon well i think i don't i think all of them are canon right so like do you follow the comics as well so everything that's come out like since 2014 2015 all of that's canon all the stuff that's before that like i is you know star wars legends yeah. and i tend to gravitate away from that kind of stuff um especially when it came to like trivia stuff because if i'm like if i'm reading legends things that aren't apical anymore and i get confused like that's not good so I, I stay away from it but no i don't follow all of the comics when it comes to the comics i'm very selective so there'll be like little runs every now and then like the they're you know the vader comics all of them are amazing i've read a couple of those runs the High Republic mainline, um, that was, I think, 12 or 14 or something issues. I read all of those, and those were incredible. Um, the, like, Rise of Kylo Ren, I think, was a short miniseries of, like, four or five issues, and I loved that. But I, I couldn't, I don't know how anybody keeps up with all of it, because there are a lot of Star Wars comics coming out at any given time. And there are a couple of, like, you know, lines that I would like to read. There's the, the Crimson Rain and the stuff that's happening with Kira, right now in the comics is really intriguing and so i'd love to catch up with that at some point but yeah it's a lot and they're expensive you like you know when they're each issue is four dollars when it comes out like it can be a lot to keep up with (laughs) i remember comics back in my day was like 75 cents or a dollar 25 and i was like ooh, time inflation is a bitch it goes up all the time you know that's just crazy man oh so um, Yeah. yeah besides star wars is there any other things that you're passionate about you know, it used to be Harry Potter for a long time. Yeah, Harry Potter, my, yeah. My heart's kind of not in that anymore as much, especially with, like, the things that have kind of come out about J.K. Rowling in, the, in recent years. Also, really? So um, would that, that, did that turn you off 
out of it because of what happened? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. A lot of that was really off-putting to me. Like, I remember, like, kind of before I... And I'm sure that these kinds of, like, transphobic things that she was saying were, like... This has probably been going on for a while, and I just didn't know about it. But yeah. I'm like, when I kind of found out about it, I... I really kind of it just it was such a huge turnoff for me like I used to reread the books every couple of years and I'm like I, I can't even bring myself to oh. do that anymore so it's it's unfortunate um I did see before all of that kind of went down I did see the play and I know that when the play came out the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child people really did not like the book which is fair the book has some really stupid story elements in it yeah. but the play is like a techno it's a technological marvel it's no. absolutely mind-blowing to see on stage and so i'm really glad that i did see that before i learned all of this stuff because i got to like experience that um and it was really incredible but yeah it, it's really put me off um i follow marvel like loosely i it's mm-hmm. not like an obsession or something i follow very closely um i don't i haven't watched like all of the disney plus series i've seen most of them yeah um but yeah, and that's one of those things that like every now and then I'll join um, Roka and the Geek Buddies and I'll do like reviews on various Marvel things with them. But it's it's kind of like comics with me. Like I'm very selective about like yeah. what I watch and what I don't watch. And, you know, it doesn't take very much for me to just be like, eh, I'm not interested in no. this. Is it hard for you to separate the art from the artists? Because there's been a lot of different, let's say, Roman Polanski has scandal and you know other people have scandal. Like, is it hard for you to separate that? Like, like if 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 someone's tarnished, like, would you just stop? Like, not even could, like watch or hear their movie or show or whatever. Like, is it hard for you? Yeah, and okay. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a really bad grudge holder. Like, in real life. <laughs> so like once you're wow. not, like you're out of my good graces, like it's real hard to get back wow. in. And it's, so yeah, anything like that. I'm like that. Separating the art from the artist is not something I'm. I'm really all about. I tend to just. I wow. can cut off cold turkey pretty easily. Wow, I, I I can imagine. So like, if someone fucks you over pretty much bad, it's like you cut them off, right? You cut them out of your life. That's it. It's a wrap, right? Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> unforgiving. It's not an emotionally healthy thing to be. I no, it's good. That. It's I would good. like to work on that no. personally, but no, I'm not a forgiving person. No, it's it's totally good. It, it, it saves a lot of, of useless tears. Trust me on that. So that's that's not yeah. that's, that's not a bad thing to have. That's a good Jedi trick right there. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> no, not a problem. Not a problem. Um, Laura, since living in Chicago, these are just random questions I'm curious about. What is your favorite landmark Chicago food? Ooh. I'm all about Italian beef. Really? Um, oh, I man. I really? Italian beef sandwich with, like, the spicy jardinera and, like, yeah. dipped in the au jus. Like, that is my jam. And you can't find that shit anywhere outside of Chicago. I've not, like, I've not experienced that. Although... It's not even just that. Like, there's a couple of things I didn't really experience much until I'm, I'm like, deep dish you can kind of get in most major cities now. Like, there's yeah. a Giordano's in fucking Denver. I'm just, like, they're everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, the <laughs> people talk shit on Chicago pizza a lot, but I love thin crust Chicago pizza. It's, like, a very specific sort of balance between crunchy and chewy and the thickness of it is like very specific to chicago and it's like if you can find your go-to place which like i have i am all about like that thin square cut chicago style thing <laughs> are you a fan of portillo's 
I do like Portillo's, and, you know, I have to, like, stay away from that place, but it's always one of those places that when, like, we have friends that come to town or people, like, they want to go there. visit from out of town, they always want to go to Portillo's, and I'm all about it, because I'm just like, I will get the Italian beef, and I will be totally, I will be a completely happy camper. Yeah, I know, I know that's a, a staple. Portillo's is really good. Um, what about, like, um, favorite, or I said favorite food. Is there, like, a particular drink that you like? Like, like, like a alcoholic beverage? Is there a particular thing you go for? Probably not, like, specific to Chicago, I don't think. I'm like, the thing that comes to mind is, like, old-style beer. Oh. Or, like, Malort. Like, the, Malort? The, like, oh, man, that's hardcore. Oh, jeez. <laughs> You're yeah, tough. no, I'm, I'm not into either one of those. Oh, oh okay, okay. You know, no, yeah, so I'm trying to think of, like, besides, like, those being the Chicago-specific things, I don't know if there's much else, but I'm, like, just in general, like, a drink that I tend to gravitate towards. Like, I love a good, like, dirty vodka martini. Nice. Um, I like a French 75. It's kind of hard to mess those up for me. Um, and I'm, I like rum a lot, too, so daiquiri tends to be a go-to order for me. But, yeah, I, I'm... The only thing I tend to avoid is like tequila. I'm not a big tequila fan, and I don't like whiskey. Oh. So any anything else, I'm I'm kind of open to all of it. Okay, my come from moving from New York to the Midwest. My favorite type of shots is an apple pie shot. Have you ever had an apple pie shot? And what's your favorite shot? Oh, I probably had one. What's in it? What's all in apple it? Apple pie is cinnamon. Uh, van- oh, oh. I, I I don't I I don't have a, a laptop in front of me, but I, I, but. They usually do it in more of the like the like the bars around here. Like that's like a staple uh, apple pie shot. But okay, I I, I don't have the ingredients in front of me now though. But um, what is? No, that's okay. I really honestly yeah. like I don't do. Sh- if somebody is ordering shots, I'm just like absolutely not. Although <laughs> I say that Uh-oh. I say that, and I just recently contradicted myself because like you know all of these offices are kind of like getting back in you know working in an actual office and so like my corporate office like none of us have been together in person in over you know like two and a half years and so we all finally have like our first happy hour a few weeks ago yeah and my god did that shit get messy like like, well past the time the happy hour ended and somebody had ordered this thing that i'd never heard of and it's because i don't ever do shots which is probably that's probably why i've never heard of it but they were green tea shots have you heard of this oh no Wow. Okay, so I already told you, I do not drink whiskey. I hate it. Yeah. And just, like, the taste, like, I can detect it in anything. It's just that strong, overpowering, like, I just hate it. And these these uh, green tea shots are um, Jameson, so, uh, Southern Comfort, and Lime. That's all it Ooh. is. And they were so good. And I had, like, three of them in one night, and that was not a good thing at Holy all. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> Just beware, people listening, if you ever do a green tea shot, like, they are deadly. Like, they taste like sugar, but do not, like, just, like, cut yourself off after one or two. My God. Oh, my God. You see, but that's good, though, because when you take shots like that and you don't have to drive, that's a bonus when you, like, live close, right? You take the trains, so yeah. you don't need to drive. Yeah, see? no, I don't, I don't drive anywhere, so it's all about Uber and taking the trains, but, yeah, but the... As late as we were out, like one of my coworkers told me after the fact, they're like, "I got on the train going the wrong, the wrong way. I had to get off on the, like cross the platform and get to the." Other. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like that. <laughs> it was a, it was a messy night. Like it was fun, but it was messy. But I Ubered home. I'm like, I'm canceling the trains that late. You see, thank God for Uber, isn't it? Right? Thank God right? for Uber. <laughs> I don't know how. I honestly don't 
don't know how people lived without it. Like, we didn't have Uber in Kansas City when I lived there. When I moved away is kind of when it, like, was brand new kind of to Chicago. And, yeah, I'm like, it makes it very easy for me to not to live without a car. I, you know, I can take buses and I can take trains and I can do Uber and Lyft and I don't need anything else. Yeah. <sighs> you see, I think I, I, like, when living in New York, I missed that because it's like, not that I drink to to an excess but like i don't have to worry about drinking and having to drive it's like i have to limit myself like oh i'm starting to feel it i i gotta slow down i can't drink too much i gotta drive home so that's like the like the not the like it's like the the bad part about having a car especially going to the bars is driving back you know say like if, if you're like really that fucked up you can always get one of those like um i forgot what they're called like those it's called safety something where like if you're really messed up they have somebody who could drive you home and then you just gotta come pick up your car you know have somebody drive you back down to pick up your car but that's like the worst oh, part that's of, a nice system. yeah i've never heard of that yeah I, I i don't know what it's called but i remember somebody did that at the bar i went to and then like they couldn't drive so they have like somebody who's designated like all right um, can you take this person home the person went home and then like this you know i guess their significant other drove them back to the bar so they could pick up car and go home so like they have stuff like that but there's people who are stubborn who don't want to do that and they just want to leave like i can drive you know but you know it's, yeah it's, you know sometimes you know the bartender will cut you off if they know like all right this person's kind of fucked up so let me cut this person off you know that yeah before i moved here when i was in kansas city i'm like if you were the only places to party were like downtown like i lived out in the suburb in kansas city and if i was partying downtown i'm like if you got too messed up like your only option was to take like a 50 dollar cab home and like oh, wow, I was in my yeah. early 20s and I was like super broke I was like I'm not fucking doing that so like it was it was not a good situation it was much better when I got rid of my car and I moved here and it wasn't a concern anymore but yeah, yeah I don't envy that you know suburban life where that's the only option oh have you like ventured to Wisconsin and like check out the Wisconsin bars or you pretty much stay where you're at right you don't like venture out like that like no I mean because I don't have a car I really I have not made a lot of trips out there we do have a thing here called zip car where you can like do hourly car rentals oh. um, so every once in a while i do that i can drive i just don't like to yeah um but no i did do a like a trip this was like may 2020 i think it was my birthday weekend and it was like you know we'd been in lockdown for like two months and nobody like could you could go anywhere or do anything or if you could you were scared to and so my sister and i were like well let's drive up to lake geneva and just <gasps> yes! like spend close some there. time like outside yeah. and you know it's there are a lot of like trails we can go hiking and yes. we can drive back and we'll stop and we'll get some of the new glarus spotted cow and it'll be <laughs> yeah that'll be great. Okay. And that was that was definitely a big part of the motivation to go yes you see that's um, the, yeah like if like you know lake geneva was the original home of the playboy mansion right like they had the playboy there's something in lake geneva that you had there a long time ago i don't know if you read you re know about that but no i had no idea that's yeah. interesting yeah Google. it is a beautiful area so i don't blame them yeah 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 especially um did you there's a pizza spot there called oak fire i don't know if you checked that out it's a pretty good spot too no i mean when we went up there like i we didn't go anywhere. Oh, we got okay. some food, like, to go somewhere, and then we, like, you know, it was just, it was all about just, like, getting there and being outside and, like, not being around, you know, gotcha. people in an enclosed space, and it gotcha. was, you know, those early pandemic days, you remember. Oh, yeah, oh, the dreaded. Yeah, speaking of that, um, because before, when I was doing podcasting, I was asking, that was, like, my first question, like, what has quarantine life been like for you? Let me ask you, even though we're not really in it no more, we're not in it no more, what is quarantine, what was quarantine like? like for you 
You know, it's weird. Like, there are some times where, like, especially now that we're really, it's feeling like we're very much kind of out of that, you know? Yeah. Now that I'm, like, back in the office three days a week, it, it, I'm not saying the pandemic's over because it's not, but it, it, a lot of it kind of feels like it's been put on the back burner. Pretty much, and yeah. There are some times where, like, I feel a little bit, like, nostalgic for that time because it was <laughs> sort of, like, simpler time. Oh, yeah. Like, you had no option. You could not go anywhere, do anything, see anyone. And, like, honestly, that first Christmas that we couldn't actually fly home to Kansas City oh. and, like, the pressure was off, that was kind of nice, like, to yeah. actually be here. This is, I was, like, the first year I was actually in Chicago for wow. Christmas. And, like, me and... My sister and, like, one of our friends who lives by herself, like, we were kind of a pod, like a pandemic pod where we hung out with each other inside and nobody else was allowed yeah. in the pod. It was just the three of us. And so we got really into playing, like, I don't know if you've ever played the game Bananagrams. It's kind of like Scrabble. Oh, no. Um, I've never even heard of it. We played, a, it's kind of like Scrabble, but without the board. So we played a lot of Bananagrams <laughs> and we would just, like, turn on Spotify on the TV and just, like... We could kill, like, six hours just wow. playing that game. Wow. And, yeah, I mean, like, it was, it was kind of <laughs> stuff like that where it was just, we we made it, like, our business to try and support every restaurant in the neighborhood because we were like, we don't want these places to close. They can't have people inside. They can only do takeout. So we're like, we're doing takeout all the time. <laughs> and so, like, over Christmas and New Year's, we would do, like, the, we would, like, order in, like, from some of the nicer places to give, our, you know, treat ourselves to, like, a nice Christmas dinner and stuff. And it was just really, it was really fun. It was something different, and it was simple, and it didn't cost me a fortune to have to fly back to Kansas City, which is a place I don't really like that much. There's not a lot to do there. (laughs) Anything you do want to do there, you have to drive to do there, to do it. So it's a, you know, it's kind of a lose-lose situation for me. Yeah. um, Besides getting to spend time with family. So I was kind of relieved, actually, to be off the hook that year. And it's sometimes it's things like that that I, I kind of miss a little bit. Yeah. Are you, like, content? Or, like, of course you are, but are you content where you're at now, right? Like, like you say you have no longing to go back to Kansas City, oh, besides seeing your family, but there's no longing saying, I want to go to back to Kansas City, Missouri. I miss it. Like, there's no longing for that at all. Oh, my God, no. No, not at all. And if anything, like, they can, they can come here. Exactly. I say that all the time. No one visits me. Like, I'm always going to New York. No one comes to see me. Like, what the heck? You know, I, I say that shit all the time, you know? Like, you know, New York is yeah. expensive to fly out there. Shit, it's not cheap. Tickets don't cost cheap. You know, they're expensive. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And people was like, why don't you drive? I was like, I'm not going to drive in New York. <laughs> and that's a 14-hour drive. I will not drive in New York. You're like, why don't you drive? Exactly. You drive to Wisconsin. (laughs) You know how it is. Everybody has advice for everything, but then, like, they can apply it to themselves. Like, you you, you should just drive, you know? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, but no, those pandemic days, like, sometimes I miss them, but, you know, at the same time, I say that now, and then, like, at the time, like, you know, I was, like, severely depressed, like, had to, like, get on, like, medication to, like, try and help the situation, because it, it just got really bad being so isolated. Oh, my God, time. really? Oh, man, Laura. Yeah, like, it was, it was not great, but I also, you know, during 2020 specifically, that's when I was playing in the Schmodown with Corruption, and, like, getting to see those people all the time on Zoom and do study sessions with them all the time, yeah. like, I swear to God, like, that's what got me through. Like, I don't know if I would have gotten through the pandemic if I didn't have those people to go to like multiple nights a week any any night that I wanted to I could hop on a study session with whoever was running drills that night and that was I think that was a big game changer for me during the like as depressed as I was for a long time and medication definitely helped and I'm still on it it's 
what, important for me to kind of like maintain that kind of you know can awareness ask, of how I'm feeling. Can I ask what medication you're on? Yeah, I take Wellbutrin. Oh, okay, what does that do exactly? It, like it. You know, it's actually a big treater, um, a big, a common treatment for seasonal affective disorder, which I kind of have a little bit because my my like kind of depression tends to get a little bit worse in the winter, and you know, winter oh. lasts a really long time here in Chicago. Yeah. It gets very dreary and stays that oh. way for months on end. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's a that's a big one that they use to treat that. But it's just you know, kind of common standard depression medication oh okay wow yeah i said i i totally get it because you know in wisconsin we get like feet of freaking snow and it's like you can't do anything that's why the summer times all the freaking highways are being construction on and everything have all these county fairs renaissance fairs because they do everything in the summer and the spring because in the winter everything is like pretty much shut down Unless they have those ice sculpture shows in Lake Geneva, but like it's not really much, <laughs> you know, what I'm talking about. So it's not really much. Yeah. To do. Did they do a lot of construction in your area, like during the pandemic? Because I feel like I would have to go down to the office like once a week or once every other week to like check the mail and stuff. And I would, they were constantly yes. doing construction downtown, and I'm just like, mm -hmm. this is perfect. It, there's yeah. no cars around. There's nobody mm -hmm. out driving. Like, get all this shit done now. It was so nice. Yeah, and that's when gas was so much cheaper. Remember that? Well, yeah, uh, well, right? you're not, yeah, yeah, it's. Well, it's like, what, five-something now? But it was like... Man, I, when I was out in... When I was at Celebration in Anaheim, it was like over $7 a gallon for gas out there. Shut up. Really? Shit. I was like... I could not believe it. Because it got... It had just hit $5 here in Chicago around that time. Yeah. And it's higher now, but... Yeah, I was shocked when I got out to California and saw that it was up to 7 I was like, my God. These poor people. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, uh, like I don't know. From, from like, having gas be $2 to, like, five nineteen now or whatnot, depending, because it fluctuates. Sometimes it's four ninety nine. sometimes it'll be five twelve, and then it's, like, every... Uh, every couple of four days and you like you'll see like the price differential You're like okay so it's like it went up a dollar more it went up 50 cents more it's like it's just it's so random that i, I just don't know how to gauge it you know it's so weird you know yeah it sucks not a good situation <laughs> oh man um winding down laura um what is next for you like what like what have do you have like a vision board or like a goal thing that you want to do or you're just pretty much, you know, just focus on what you're doing right now? You know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty comfortable with kind of with what I'm doing right now okay. in terms of like how much of my time it takes up and you know, how I'm kind of balancing all of the other aspects of my life. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Like okay. I'm kind of like, it's kind of the same situation I'm in with like my, my day job where I'm just kind of not really motivated to like, climb any further i'm very happy and settled in the space that i'm in yeah and i'm kind of feeling that way a lot about star wars i'm, I'm not really sure in terms of like content creation where else i would like to go at some point i wish i would like to like be able to do some like writing it would be nice to be able to like actually put some of my journalism degree to work and actually like you know when it comes to reviewing things like being able to write those things down because right mm -hmm. now i just talk about them but I talk about them while I'm looking at the massive amount of notes that I took that I wrote. So I'm yeah. like, it, it would be nice to translate that into some kind of writing project someday. I don't know what that would be um, or if it'll ever happen because even that in itself sounds so time consuming. And I'm, I'm <laughs> like I said, I'm good with, with kind of what I'm doing right now, to be honest. Yeah. Well, you ever thought of, yeah, but you know, you, instead of writing, you can always do it audio too. Like, you know, just speak it too. Well, that's what I do. Oh, you do? So oh, yeah. Like it would be, yeah. Like, and so what I'm saying is like, it would be, 
be nice to actually like translate some of that down, you know, pending. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. It, okay. So. Okay, I yeah. see what you're saying. Oh, and um, speaking of, uh, do you mind talking a little bit about Star Wars? Because I know you do that all the time, and I don't know if you mind a little bit. No, not at all. I mean, like, that's the, that's the thing I'm good at talking about. It's everything else. <laughs> like, no, oh. I'm out of my element. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Um, what are your thoughts on Kenobi, like, so far? Like, what what is your predictions? By the time this airs, probably the, the new episode already will air already, but what are your predictions for Kenobi? Ooh, all my predictions are not going to age well then. <laughs> no, I love... So, first of all, I'm loving the show. I yeah. really, really like it. Um, I'm very surprised at the p- amount of people who don't seem to like it to be honest like mm-hmm. i'm kind of like uh, you know we waited like decades for yes, this for exactly, like you yeah. and mcgregor to g- come back to star wars like i don't know what is putting everybody off so much but like yeah. i um i absolutely love the character reva i am obsessed with her i want all good things in the world to happen for her even if that means bad things for kenobi i like yeah. don't care i'm like cheering for her now <laughs> um so i'm but my sincere hope is that she's going to, like, see the error of her ways and turn away from the dark side and hopefully, like, join the path and help get Jedi younglings to safety because she couldn't do that when she was, like, a 12-year-old and she got attacked in the Jedi Temple. Like, I just want her to, like, turn around and help the galaxy. Because right now, and I, I talked about this with the Geek Buddies, like, she's kind of this mirror image of Tala, another character I absolutely adored and i was very sorry to see uh, very sorry but not surprised to see uh her get killed off mm-hmm. but the the thing with her like you know where she's like i did this bad thing and i realized what was going on with the empire and so i made a conscious decision to turn away and risk everything to do good for the galaxy and poor Riva like witnessed this horrific thing in order 66 managed to survive it and instead of like trying to help the galaxy she like turns to the dark side in this quest for revenge to take out vader so i don't have high hopes for her survival unfortunately but i absolutely love the character and i just really would love to see her redeemed and live because we see so many times in Star Wars, we see a character redeemed and then they immediately die. Mm-hmm. And I would really like to see Star Wars go a different direction with that and let a character have a sort of redemption story that plays out for more than a few minutes. Um, that's that's kind of my, my hope for right now. But I also would really like to just get a spinoff and learn more about this like path network, whether that's like a spinoff series or animated yeah. series or a book or comic. Like I just would like to spend more time in that because that's just such an interesting concept to me that all of this time during this age of rebellion, while like the rebel cell that I know and love, like the Phoenix squadron was like kind of rising up, like all of these other cells were doing things across the galaxy to try to make the, you know, make the universe better. And I want to hear all of those other stories. So I'm enjoying this era that we're in right now. I'm excited for the cat for Cassian um, in August, you know, we we're also in this era, even with the Bad Batch, and yeah. it, it's just a really fun era for me to be in, um, in particular, and yeah, the Ahsoka show is the other thing I'm very excited about, but in terms of Kenobi, yeah, there's, unfortunately, I don't have a ton of high hopes for Reva's survival, but that is my number one on my wish list, is that she survives somehow. Wow, okay, and I know this is kind of old, but um, was you a fan of the book of Boba Fett? Did you like the way it ended? There's people complaining about it that it was a Boba Fett show without Boba Fett and whatnot. Like, what were your thoughts on that? You know, I really enjoyed 
enjoy making fun of the Book of Boba Fett for that one reason, because it all of a sudden became, like, The Mandalorian. Like, I think that's hysterical to me, but yeah. I, like, I, don't, I didn't dislike it. I really liked the show, and I really liked Ben and Shand. I wish they would have done a little bit more with her. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I really like that Tamora Morrison seems to be getting such a kick out of all of this and seems to be having so much fun. Yeah. Like, I think that really comes across on screen, so... I really enjoyed it, and I really wanted Din Djarin and, and Grogu to reunite. I really needed that. Yeah. Um, so I was very happy to see that, even if though it wasn't in Mandalorian season three, even though it happened in Boba Fett. Like I don't, I don't mind because I loved those episodes, and I, I, I kind of don't mind that Din Djarin came in and took over <laughs> Boba Fett. Like I, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Laura, and winding down, my final question for you is what would the Laura Kelly of today tell the Laura Kelly of yesterday? Ooh, that's a good one. I wish I had something, like, serious to say. Although, you know what, there's, I assume when you say yesterday, you just mean, you know, of the past. Yes, yes, of the past. What happened on Thursday. Yes, exactly, Um, exactly. (laughs) I'm like, if it was more recent, I'd be like, no more green tea shots. Like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think, you know, th- in, this is, again, I'm just going to keep going back to celebration because it's just everything to me. But, you know, we were on this, uh, I was on this panel called How Ray Defined a New Star Wars Generation. Mm-hmm. And I had to go back and rewatch all the Star Wars movies and or the sequel trilogy to like kind of take notes and prepare for this panel. And one of the things that stuck out to me more this time than any time I've rewatched The Force Awakens, and I've rewatched it a lot, I have to watch it all for trivia stuff, um, was the line that Maz Kanata says to Ray where she's like, that belonging that you seek is not behind you, it's ahead. Mm-hmm. And I often think about how much I would like to, I wish I could go back to like my teenage self or even like my early 20s self and be like that feeling that you have right now where you just feel like lost, mm-hmm. you're not always going to have that. And like that thing that you're looking for, that thing that you like, that hole in your heart that you're desperately seeking to feel like it's out there and you're going to find it. And like, it's, <laughs> I don't want to say like it's celebration, but it's like Star Wars and the community that I've built around it in general for me. And that's the thing that, I wish I could go back and tell her, like, you're going to find it. It's going to be okay. Wow, Laura, that's pretty deep when you really, like, I'm listening to it. And I, I know it sounds like with Star Wars or anything, but it's, what you just said is really deep, though. Like, it really I'm hits telling home. you, like, that, yeah. that line stuck out to me in such a profound way this time around. And I just, I, I haven't stopped thinking about that line, like, since I got back from Celebration. It's just, it stayed with me. Wow. That's, that's really deep. That's really deep. Wow. <laughs> no, because you, you got me thinking. I'm like, yeah, I'm, like I'm like I'm just reflecting like on my own life. I'm like, yeah, that's freaking true, you know. That's... Oh well, thank you. I no, appreciate that. No, no problem, Laura. Um, Laura, um, promote your social media, promote your links, and everything you got going on. Sure. If you want to come find me on Twitter, I'm much more active there than I am on Instagram. My handle is at shut up underscore Laura uh, on both on both platforms and yeah the show that i do with john roca on his youtube channel is called the jedi way uh basically he and i sit down and we'll pick like a big sort of big picture topic in star wars and just talk about that for 45 minutes um and then the show that i host with my friend alice is called force toast a star wars happy hour that's an audio only podcast uh where we talk about recent star wars news and we'll often recap um books and comics and whatever's you know whatever tv shows and series are airing at that time too 
Okay. Laura Kelly, it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much. And hopefully we could definitely talk again because I think uh, I think we had a great connection. I And you're very awesome. And oh, I would love to talk to you again, man. This was very cool. Thank you so much. This was great. I really appreciate the invite to come on. I'm glad we're able to make this work tonight. Yes, finally. Finally, right? <laughs> yeah. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.